welcome to Speaking of College. Welcome, it's your source for reliable knowledge. Oh, yeah. We got Dr. P as your host. As your host. We gon' tell you what you need to know. Need to know. Need to know. The more you know, the more you grow. The more you grow. The more you know, the more you grow. Grow. Get more knowledge. Knowledge. Welcome to Speaking of College. Speaking of College. Yeah. Welcome to Speaking of College, your source for reliable answers to college-related questions. I'm your host, Amelia Parnell, and I'm excited to bring you episode three, which is all about college community. Tevon Blair is my guest, and we had a really fun conversation about how students can build their personal and professional college networks. During the break, I'll tell you how you can keep track of your out-of-classroom activities, and I'll close the show with a really great question about how to return to college if you've been away for a while. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to Speaking of College, your source for reliable answers to college-related questions. I'm your host, Amelia Parnell, and today's show is all about college community with a special focus on networking and making friends. And I'm honored to have the perfect guest for this topic. That guest is Tavon Blair. Tavon is simply a marketing and communications expert. He has a Bachelor of Arts in Mass Communications with a concentration in public relations. I'll hold off in telling you the school because that's part of my first question. He was a two-term president of the Student Government Association, and close, he's now close to completing a master's degree from the School of Media and Public Affairs at the George Washington University in Washington, D.C. He is a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and during the 2018 midterm elections, he worked on the campaign team for Stacey Abrams' gubernatorial race in Georgia. And if that's not enough, he is also, also a co-founder of the brand new nonprofit, Exaleader which is working to help college students build their brand and their voice. Tavon, thank you so much. I should say, did you have time to actually have this conversation with me with everything that you're doing? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. One, the time, I, hey, after election day, I think that would be the time I'm able to rest and sleep, but I'm glad to be here and make the time to speak with you too. Yeah, the same for all of us. I think we all have November 3rd and 4th marked on the calendar, however it turns out. So thank you for making the time. I have the same first question and the same last question for all of my guests. So that very first question is, let's go back to the beginning. So we know that you were successful and have finished one college degree on your way to completing another one. And the very first question is, where did the whole thing start for you? What college did you choose to go to first? And what were some of the factors that influenced your decision to go there? Well, first, I'm a first-generation college student, and so college was not a conversation that we had in you know, the household of where I can get advice from someone. But my mother was always like, I didn't go to school, so I want to make sure that you go to school. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be our reality. And so, I, of course, being from Chicago, I had all of my, like, state schools or, like, you know, the schools I've always seen, you know, saw them like a car plate where someone had the shirt on. And then um, senior year came. And so my high school, we did college tours, and there was a trip to go to Louisiana. And I'm like, Louisiana, there's just so much going on here. And so um, before that trip, we actually went to a college fair and the college fair for the um, 100 Black Men and I was being accepted to college on site. And so Dillard was one of the schools that was, um, that accepted me on site, was offered a scholarship. And I had no idea what Dillard was or where it was located. Um, I didn't know anything about HBCUs really. So, I went on the college tour, went to Dillard, and so I went to go see Tulane, Loyola, Southern, um, Xavier, and then Dillard was the only campus where I felt like I was at home. 
Mm-hmm. And so I went to a, a, a high school that was very like close family knit. And so I wanted that same experience for college. I didn't want to go to a big Ivy League school or just some big school in general. I wanted to make sure people know my name outside of just like being in class, 300 students. I'm like, okay, I'm intimidated now. So yeah. Dillard, I imagine myself um, graduating in four years. And so that was like the very important thing for me. We have this um, thing called the Avenue of the Oaks. And so you can't walk on the Oaks until graduation day. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I picture myself walking down these Oaks. And so that's pretty much how I found Dillard. My goal was to go there for a semester and transfer because that was not my dream school. But then after the first semester, I'm like, oh, I'm standing in the world. Like, yeah. I'm Dillard, made friends here. So I'm a Dillard alumni now, so I love it. Oh, I love everything about that story. So if, if if our audience could actually see us in person, they would see Tavon wearing a Dillard sweatshirt and I'm wearing my FAMU t-shirt. And everything that you just shared about what it was like to be on Dillard's campus is what I felt uh, when I was there at FAMU. So I won't hold that against you that you did not choose my beloved favorite HBCU. I love FAMU. But, but honestly, I have love for Dillard. I've been visiting Dillard a couple of times. It's a, it's a wonderful campus. And I think I, I want to start off every interview with that reflection because I, I'm thinking about the audience of listeners and somebody's trying to make their college decision or maybe they've already made their college decision and trying to stay committed to that college decision. And I think that overall, uh, this topic of community fits really well with your expertise. So I want to get right into these questions. Uh, so if we were to turn on the news or we were to read the, the headlines of newspapers, one of the leading questions right now is whether college is worth the investment. So uh, the first thing someone would mention is that it's expensive to go. Um, it, it is it's hard to balance life and school and you could come up with a whole host of other reasons why that re- return on that investment might not be so great for some. But I find uh, a bright spot in those types of debates because oftentimes the, the counter to that argument is that college is one of those times in your life when you can build a network that might stay with you for a lifetime. And so considering your success with networking and your current nonprofit work, could you tell us how being a part of a community can make such a big difference for college students? I think that the community outside of what you knew before you went to college. You see how much it, it, it expanded. And so I had, you know, of course, my, my mom's California, so I had my California friends, I went to school out there. Then I had like, you know, Chicago friends. But going to a whole new state and being exposed to people from so many different backgrounds. And, you know, I have friends from Mississippi, from uh, Connecticut, literally everywhere you can think of. My mom's, I'll tell her like, hey, I can go to any state and I have friends there just from the networks that I made in college. And so I think that the importance of community is more so of being in place or connected to people where you may not even um, would have had that same experience if you would have stayed at home. And so, yes, Chicago is an amazing place for a lot of people, but I wouldn't have had those same connections that I have now. And so more so like the network component, I was so nervous to like to network or even like to that elevator pitch thing, like I just yeah. couldn't do it. And so there was this, you know, in, in college, there's these programs you can be able to go to, they want to sponsor you and pay you to travel different places. So I traveled to California for two years for this, um, this leadership program. And so they would put us in rooms with like business execs. And I had to, we had to like network with them for probably like 30 minutes or so. And like a speed dating kind of, kind of way. And I just was like, hi, I'm Tavon. Okay. Um, don't know what to say next, but from them being in those spaces, I had to like observe what my peers were doing in that networking space. And since that trip, networking has been a thing for me. And so they, they choose 25 students um, from HBCUs each year. And so I've been connected with those same 25 to 50 students since then. 
And that's literally a two-week trip. Now I have connections with those people, you know, genuine friendships for years uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Everything about that reminds me of just being on a campus and seeing the various clubs. So you could have a Chicago club, you could have a New York club, you could have a club for the types of things you're interested in. And that's one way. But you touched on something that I think I want to say is a perfect lead in for the next question. So if the title of it is speaking of college community and we're emphasizing networks, I could see somebody saying, well, what about the various types of networks? So networking with friends and peers and people who might be of your similar age group or peer group versus trying to form a network that also includes faculty members or your professors, um, people who work on the campus, those types of connections serve you well too, because when you graduate, you're going to ask them to write reference letters for you and possibly open other opportunities for you and things like that. So what advice um, would you give? And basically, what have you learned about maintaining connections, not just with peers, but also maybe those who are a little bit farther in their career and might be more knowledgeable and can benefit you in your network long-term? I would just start off by saying make it genuine. Like genuine connections, they last a very long time. And those, if they're adults, if they're, you know, my peers, those relationships have spoke my name up in rooms that I've never even entered before. And I think that is like the reality of one, finding that perfect mentor or just having someone in your space where either if you want to get into that specific field or even you helping them out. So make it, don't make it like where you're trying to go get something from them. It's a, you know, you guys are working side by side. How can you help them and how, how can they help you? And it's a, you know, a relationship is going to grow and build. So like my mentor, Samad, um, I met him. He was coming to Dillard to do his work with UNCF, CPI. And I was like coming as SGA president, asking him questions and everything about how can he help me with this. And then he's like, well, hey, um, frat brother, let's hear, here's my card. Send me an email. Yeah. Didn't respond to my email until probably a month later. So I'm like, okay, this man is not trying to help me. What's going on? And then, you know, he, he emailed me for an, um, an opportunity for an internship program. Like, hey, you should apply to this. I think you're a great fit for that. Got the opportunity. And then that opened my doors for life in Atlanta for a year. So people don't see that just, especially with like, you may get a lot of rejection letters for mm-hmm. um, opportunities. Okay, that wasn't for you at the time. And so if I didn't meet or build the relationship with Samad, I wouldn't have kind of been in the space I am now from living in Atlanta for that year, getting involved in politics, and now in the DMV area. Absolutely. So now you've mentioned Samad, we got to give him a special shout out. We got to expect that he listens to this episode. So Samad West Keys from Ascendium, uh, a large philanthropic organization. If you listen to this episode, I think it's safe to say Tavon sees you as a, a strong part of his network. Is it safe to say that, Tavon? I literally call him all the time, so he can say that too. And, and at first, it may it may jump off as like, you think that these adults are busy, they're into their lives, into their careers, and so what makes you so special for you to want to get in their in their inner circle in their space? Mm-hmm. And so it's funny how it all happened. He, after I left my internship, he's like, "Okay, I thought I can get rid of you, and you can't get rid of me." So that's like the funny part about it. Yeah, you like one of their like they, they look like it's my little child. What's going on? So it's a good like, relationship. Oh, absolutely. I think if we had more time, I I would get into the discussions of uh, mentors and sponsors and those that start off in a very introductory way into your network, but end up being with you long term. And so they can they can definitely help you open some doors, but then they can also be in the rooms that you're not in and sponsor you and say, hey, I happen to know Tevon myself personally. And I think this opportunity would work well. So this is a perfect success story and a a really nice segue. So I think that uh, this is a good time to take a break. Every episode is going to have some you know fun facts about college. 
We're going to get into some of those. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you to lean on your own expertise and give us some of the secret tips that you know of, of how college students can build their network and their brand. Did you know that at some colleges, when you get involved in clubs, activities, or other engagements, you can track the number of hours you spent and the things you learned in an official college record? That's right. I know you may be interested in participating in out-of-classroom activities to meet new people, but as you also learn new things, you can document those things in a record that shows employers, when you apply for a job, what you've been up to, and you can show your family and friends all the things that you've been doing and that you've been learning. If you start gathering this kind of evidence early, by the time you leave college, you'll have a really great collection of experiences to help you remember your journey. If this sounds good to you, reach out to your Office of Student Activities and ask about how to develop a co-curricular record. Now you know. All right, so welcome back. We are now at the segment I'd like to call Tevon's Tips for How College Students Can Build a Network. So. First question in this section, I'm going to say, I'm thinking about the students who might say, Amelia, Tavon, this sounds really, really good, but honestly, I'm kind of shy and I don't really like being in crowds or I don't mind being in crowds. I'm not exactly shy, but I just don't know where the words are. I don't have my elevator pitch yet. I'm trying to build those skills. What advice would you give to someone who's trying to take that very first step at getting more comfortable with building their personal network? First, see what opportunities exist on your campus. And so, of course, the first thing you may see is like running for um, elected office on campus for a position, but that may not be for everyone. And so maybe a club organization that you want to get into. And it's just by saying hello to somebody, like just, just speak to somebody and that person can connect to somebody else. And then like you just, this reverse like community just builds from that. And so I think that's where people should get to. And just more so fly, you can be shy. But once you find that right um, mentor on campus or some upperclassman that like tells you to snap into reality, it's going to hit you like, okay, I got it in me. Like, because a lot of these students, they're leaders in high school and they come to these college settings and kind of get like, okay, I have to restart. And this, yes, you have to restart because there's new people you have to be involved with, but that's fine. Just find the same steps and you're like rebranding yourself, but it's still staying true to yourself. But find those talking words. Don't be shy. You know, yeah. oh. You know, I'm going to be transparent here. And just now this idea just popped into my head that I should share with all the listeners the experience that terrified me freshman year. So we had this book uh, that we had to carry around as part of our you know, business school curriculum. And every day we had to get three new signatures. So we had to get someone that we didn't know to write their name and sign and attest that I introduced myself to them. So I had to say, hello, my name is Amelia Parnell, first year business administration student from Lake City, Florida. It's funny, all this just came back to mind just now. And every time I had to do it I was like oh my gosh I mean it was it was the task of both going up to somebody that was a stranger remembering my own tagline and then saying would you sign this book for me to show that I actually did this and it was the best worst thing at the same time it kind of got me out of my shell a little bit and at the same time it made me actually start to form a network I found that book uh, a couple months ago and I saw all the signatures in it and of course I don't know any of the people but it was it was a moment of kind of pride and so I think everything that you just said about kind of getting out there not being shy not being nervous about it is the perfect way to go so yeah just trying so 
I got to segue into the next question. So everything we talked about so far is related to in-person. So, you know, person-to-person, face-to-face. Uh, we can actually reach out and shake somebody's hand. What about the virtual environment? So right now, if we think about even the current situation with the pandemic and even after the pandemic, trying to build a network in person is one aspect of it. But virtual networking is also a big thing. And so if we think about aspects like social media or other LinkedIn, other platforms, things like that, what advice would you give? I mean, I'm, I'm sure we could think of all the things you should not do when building your brand and your network. But what are some things you would say are expert tips that people should consider, specifically those in college, about building their virtual network? Interact with people. And I think people just make this have the profile up and people are going to hit them up and, you know, respond to the things. But you need to interact with your audience. And so building an audience. Many people that I talk to on social media, they're probably not my friends. We don't, we never met in person, but we have the best like relationship as this like virtual space. And so it's been happening for, I had Twitter for like since 2011. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many people that you can meet and they just have similar ideas than you. And so you're like speaking to these people, talking about literally anything. It'd be, you know, a, a show, a movie, use the hashtags from whatever site, like the, um, the verses that are happening right now. So Monica yeah. and Andy happen. And there's just so many people interacting with you. And so once you see something you're interested in, comment on it. And you guys are having like a, a you know, a conversation right there. And if it's a good conversation, go to the DM and expand it more. But it's it's not that hard. I think some people will be like, well, I can't trust this person. They're not, they're not my friends. Okay, well, let them just see where the conversation goes. And then you take the next steps. And you want that mm-hmm. to be a friendship. Yeah, that's good advice. Okay, so this is the next to last question. I think I'm going to call this the ask the expert question. So we've talked about the newbies. We've talked about those that might not be as comfortable approaching somebody face to face. We've talked about those that maybe can leverage virtual networking if in fact that's an option to them. But now let's think about the Tavon Blairs of the world. Let's think about those who've been networking and building connections for years and they're so skilled at it that they could do it in their sleep. I remember I met you when I was backstage about to be on stage for a United Negro College Fund event and you had all these screens up and you were managing Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff and it was like watching magic happen you know behind the scenes so I want you to put on that hat what's one expert tip that I'd say is part of the secret sauce for those who are really at the highest level of networking and communications and things like that that we can strive to and specifically college students right now who are saying hey I really want to get the most out of my college experience I've invested all this time all this money and if everybody's saying that networking is an outcome what can I strive to as a hallmark of my ability to do that exceptionally well I'm gonna keep it simple be yourself and I think that is the most simplest way for me to say this and more so like with my social media brand, just, you know, personality in general, I just say things that I know that are, you know, part of my, my, my brand. I don't try to box myself into, I have to have a you know, professional social media, professional brand all the time or a social space. I give them all different sizes to mine in one. And so if I'm at a party, maybe an SGA president at Diller, are you going to still see me at the party and I'm going to still be having a good time? <laughs> You're going to see me on Twitter talking about the hot topics in politics and HBCUs and like a boo, anything you're going to see on social media. So be yourself. And I think that is the best way one, to build those healthy relationships. So like you said, you and me, I was just doing my job and just like, hey, let's let's do this. Let me show you how to do this real quick. And honestly, it, as a, a personal point of reflection, I can say that that backstage moment, we did the things that we're talking about on this on this show. I said, hey, we should keep in touch. If you're ever in Washington, D.C., let me know. And of course, we kept in touch. And two years later, we we're all speaking to college. So I want to wrap it up with the last question that's going to be the same for everybody. So we talked about the beginning when you started at Dillard University and what it felt like to be there and the factors that influenced your decision to go there. 
think about an upcoming Dillard University student and you helping them prepare for what will be a really rich um, college experience. If you have the opportunity for, to prepare a backpack for an upcoming Dillard University student, let's say someone who's going to start there in about six months, what's one thing you would put in that backpack and why? A mask. A mask. <laughs> put a mask in that bag. Um, Obviously. I know why the times we're in now, yes. but um, a for that, that bag, just kind of like tips, I want to give them one of balancing school and their social life, that you can do both and still succeed in both. Um, tips on, on them preparing goals for themselves. Hmm. So each year, um, I prepare goals for myself. It was, you know, freshman year, I wanted to run for SGA, I'm sorry, run for freshman class president. And I wanted to, you know, join this organization called Collegiate 100. Sophomore year, I want to make sure I run for SGA president and, you know, pledge alpha. So those things got accomplished. And so each year was something new. And so it helps you yourself focus on, you know, what, what's going to happen this year. And I think those, those things adding to that bag will really, you know, allow them to, one, figure out how they can, you know, guide through this college experience, but also do it very smart and where they get kind of like the bang for their buck in exchange for that. Well, Tavon, if I had to sum up that backpack, I would love to be the student who receives it because I hear a couple themes in here. I see an element of safety uh, with regard literally to the mask. I hear an element of goal setting and charting a course. I hear an element of just generally navigating college. And the last one is just sharing what you know. And so I think those are four benefits of being a part of a network. And so I would encourage anybody listening to make a new friend, try to reach out to somebody. If nothing else, do it via email. If you still use that or social media and just say hello. And at the very least, reach out to Devon Blair, because obviously he's accessible. So the last question for real is where can people find you? How can they keep up with you? And if they've heard something that they like, follow up with some questions to get some expertise from you one-on-one. So you guys can honestly find me anywhere with my, my, my um, social handles are Tavon Blair. And I did that too, because it's easy for one when jobs are looking for you or friends are looking for you, just be yourself. Cause one day you're going to be su successful and you're going to have to buy that handle off somebody. So you might as well <laughs> use the handle now with your name. So you can follow me. Uh, I follow back and we can have a conversation. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions and yeah, I'm open and available for anyone to, you know, get some insight about this college experience. Yeah. Well, I knew that this was going to reach all of the goals I had for the show. Thank you again for your time. I really enjoyed this. And uh, I'll see you offline sometime again soon. See you soon. It's time to ask Dr. P. Ask Dr. P. Ask Dr. P. Get the S's that you need. Today's question is from Rachel in Florida. Rachel asks, Dear Dr. P, as an older adult, how can I get prepared to go back to college? Rachel, this is such a good question. First of all, congratulations on your decision to return to college. I have four steps for you to follow. The first is to visit the website for the college that you're planning to attend and search for information about admissions. That's where you can find out how to apply for admission to the college. The website should give you any forms that you need to complete and information about deadlines that you should know about. If you have questions about the information, the website should also have a phone number or email address for someone in the office. Just call or write and ask for more information. The second step to complete is the free application for federal student aid, also known as the FAFSA. Even if you don't qualify for federal financial aid, you might qualify for some additional money from your campus that could help you cover your expenses. The third step is after you've applied and been accepted, you should find out when orientation is. Now you might remember that the orientation process is how you learn more about the campus. Some things may have changed since you were last a student and the orientation program will help you get up to speed. 
The last step is for you to contact the college advising office and try to get an appointment with an advisor. This is a really important meeting because it'll be your chance to talk about your options for selecting a major. You can also use that opportunity to find out if you can get credit for any of the courses that you've already taken. Whether you're returning to the same institution where you started or starting again at another institution, it never hurts to ask if you can count some of your previous credit toward the pursuit of your new degree. If you take these steps, I think you'll be on your way to resuming your college studies smoothly. I wish you the best and congrats again for getting started again. If you're listening to this show and you have a question about college, you can write me at Amelia at Speaking of College and I'd be glad to answer your question and maybe feature it on a future episode. For now, that brings this episode to a close. I hope today's conversation about college community helps you get excited about building your network and making new connections. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and I'll be back with you and Speaking of College again soon. In the meantime, I hope you have a productive and inspiring day. Thank you.